Hello, everyone. Brandon here. Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, I'm in the editing room right now, and I'm looking at the podcast for the Avengers, and I am seeing uh, 282 minutes unedited. Yes, that is four hours and 42 minutes of us talking about the Avengers. Now, yes, we'll cut some things out here and there. However, that's that's a long time for one podcast. So um, we are going to divide this into two parts. On July 4th, we are going to release this part that you're listening to right now, part one. And then we will move forward and release part two tomorrow on July 5th. So we really hope you enjoy this huge in-depth look at the Avengers. We had a blast recording this episode last night. And I hope you enjoy listening to it as well. Uh, But for now, enjoy part one of our look into Marvel's The Avengers. Welcome to the MCU in review podcast, Facebook live edition. We review the MCU old and new. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MCU in review. That is one word, ladies and gentlemen, MCU in review. We even have a Facebook group now and you can follow us there at MCU in review. We sometimes go live on Facebook at four hours notice and freak out your friends. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so give us a like, a comment, and let us know what you think of the show. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are available. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon, and I'm happy to be joined by two of the best people I know, Clinton and Emmy. How are you guys? Blessed and highly favored. (laughs) Doing good. Doing good. (laughs) Sounds great. I'm really excited about this episode, and I know we've been talking about it a while. And if you are joining us on Facebook Live, just a heads up gonna be like four or five hours probably you're going to be sitting with us so leave now <laughs> it just, oh i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because we've been going three hours just on captain america <laughs> if we could do three hours on captain america i'm pretty sure we we can do a lot more for a bit i don't know i don't know but it, it, i guess the test is on So anyway, we are reviewing Marvel's The Avengers. If you've been listening with us so far, we've gone through all four movies uh, leading up to this point. Excuse me, five. Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Captain America. It's all been leading to The Avengers. So as we always start out, I have to go and ask everybody, hey, what did you think of the movie back in 2012? And what did you think about it now? We'll start with 2012. Emmy, just 2012, not current. What did you just 2012? What did you think of Marvel's The Avengers? I thought it was awesome. (laughs) I was, excuse me, I was so excited. And like, I remember coming out of that theater and being like, they did it, they tied everything together. I, all of it makes sense to me. I was so excited that they did it. They, mm-hmm. they put all these superheroes together. I believed it. I loved it. It was entertaining. Um, and I also, I remember that we watched it in 3d. Yes. A 3d movie. And I hated 3d movies, but this was one that they did well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the camera work was really well done. I, yeah, totally watched it in theaters. I think I saw it more than once. It was, I just, I was so amazed at how 
well. They brought everything together and it was just so, I mean, like that was like the top of the world. Clinton, 2012, uh, for a comic book geek, uh, what was it like seeing all these heroes all at once on one big screen? What did you think back then? Uh, it blew my mind. I loved it. I went to theaters, I think, four times and watched it. Mm-hmm. Never watched it in 3D. 3D movies give me headaches, but <laughs> I was blown away. I was like, this is like revolutionary. They've never done anything like this. And they finally got them together and did I mean, Emmy said it. So they finally pulled it off. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. And um, I saw this back in 2012. I was at this point, I feel like this is where... In 2012, I watched this movie and absolutely lost my mind because this was the first time we've seen teams, don't get me wrong, on the big screen, X-Men and all that other stuff. And so it was nothing seen, oh, okay, a group of superheroes fighting a, a big bad, okay. But this was the first time we'd seen individual heroes with their own franchises and their own movies coming together in one film. And that blew my mind already. Like seeing Iron Man and Cap standing next to each other or seeing some fights between like Hulk and Thor and just seeing through everything. And I remember like leaving that theater and I saw it, I think on Thursday, I saw it like midnight at on Thursday. That was when that was still a thing. I remember I was working at my old job at the time and I went to the midnight showing and there was like 30 or 45 minutes worth of previews. And then I also, uh, went to the midnight show and then I was up to about four in the morning, four in the morning. And then I had to, to work from six to eight, 6 AM to 8 PM the next day. Oh man. I, I remember the first time in my life, I felt like a levitating ghost walking through the <laughs> office. Cause I was so tired. It was our old, old job, Clinton. And I, it was when we, oh. did, it was when we did those old 12 hour days. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was absolutely brutal. And, uh, I just remember though, just still thinking about that movie and thinking about how amazing it was. And then I went back and saw it with a good group of friends. Um, and I remember I was in that group. You were, and we I didn't, I didn't still work there when this came out. I don't think, I don't think you did <laughs> because we would have talked about it for sure. Oh, we sure would have. And I, I actually remember thinking of you when I saw it, it's like, I want to know what Clinton thinks of this because it was really, really good. And, um, we ended up. I ended up seeing like two or three times that weekend. I saw it on Friday, I think, and then Saturday I saw it with a group of friends. And we were leaving the theater, and as we left the theater, I remember one of the friend, one of my friends, said, "I could go ahead and just turn around and watch that movie again." I was like, "Do you want to?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> so we turn around, go back in, we watch it. I've seen it four times in three days at this point. Um, just did I, you say I can do this all day? <laughs> I am the cat fanboy of the group. Uh, so no, no, I, but I remember completely just being blown away at this movie and how great and rewatchable it was. Like every single time I watched it, I felt like I picked up on something new, mm-hmm. some other little intricacy of the movie. I really, really enjoyed it. So I know I'm really long winded here, but this was the movie that took me from a fan of Marvel studios to I'm obsessed with Marvel Studios. Like this is where I'm starting a podcast <laughs> in 2020 yeah. about MCU because like I, I remember thinking they've got me. They got me. And I went to every midnight showing, every Thursday release, everything from here on out. I never miss another movie at all. And it, it kickstarted from the Avengers. So so we go back and now we're revisiting this movie and it's 2020. And this feels like the quintessential superhero movie. A lot of Marvel movies have different flavors. This is a superhero movie. So, Emmy, going into now, what did you think revisiting this film? It was 
awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The exact same. I mean, and like you said, every time that you watched it, you would pick up on something else. Same now. Right. I would pick up on something that I hadn't seen before that, you know, um, I needed to Google or I, I just, I, it held up. CG held up. There were a couple of spots where it got a little spotty and there's like three lines that I was like, "Mm, that was not the best writing, but overall this movie is great. Clinton, I think I know what you're going to say too, but revisiting this movie in 2020, because there's a chance it might not hold up to this day because we've seen a lot of different Avengers movies since then, different flavors of Avengers movies. What was your thought seeing this movie again? Are you expecting me to say it wasn't as good? No, I'm expecting you to say you were, you loved it. <laughs> I loved it all yeah. over again. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, I guess for me, this has been the standard now. Mm-hmm. And even though we've come further in CG, we've come further in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and outer space and story, this will still always be a favorite of mine because it set the tone. And it's just that one that did something that's never been done before. Of course, until Justice League come out and blew it out of the water. But <laughs> until then, nothing had been done like that. Yeah, no, Justice League took this movie and just, you know, and that's why I think this movie has suffered. I'll give my current thoughts are I wish it was good as, a, as Justice League. Yeah, no. I'm sure that's what everybody's thoughts are. <laughs> no in all honesty yeah revisiting this movie now i i still geeked out at the same parts Uh, i even got chills watching it and there's parts where i put in my notes where i got chills watching it and i remember feeling that in the theaters this movie's great this movie is just a great time it's just a good summer blockbuster flick and sometimes that's all you need and it was absolutely wonderful clinton what do you what do you got i remember getting to the part where um We'll get there, but where Coulson mm. gets, yeah. And so I was there and I thought, well, they're going to end it this way it, because it had already been enough movie for me to have loved it. Mm-hmm. And then they had the whole New York battle scene. And I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> here we go again. I, I think two thirds were story with some action in it, but two thirds story. And then one and third then just punch that you third in the act. Face. Yes. Yeah. Did yeah. you fast forward the third act in it? <laughs> Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen in my life. Yes. But that's a lot of punching. <laughs> but it's good punching. And it's there's dialogue in between. I, we'll get there. We'll get there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, we will get there because we're going to start now on our total MCU in review Avengers breakdown. So we jump into this movie. And I mean, literally jump into this movie. I don't feel like it's ever like... I mean, it's just, whoa, here we go. Tesseract, it's awakened. What's going on? And it's on a little world, a human world. <laughs> and they will wield its power, but our ally says they never will. He is ready to lead, and our force, our Chitari, which my phone autocorrected to our Christie, uh, our Chitari will follow. Um, the world will be his, the universe yours, and the humans, what can they do but burn? Uh, You're forever going to be our impression guy on this show. Yeah. Thanks, guys. But, like, I immediately, I heard, like, but burn, and that part just, uh, and then the helicopter swoops in. We're at this, like, NASA shield facility of some sort. It was, what? The the humans will burn? What's going on? It it felt really, really cool. What you got, Amy? Isn't that Ronan who's kneeling in front of that guy who's talking? The guy, isn't he the bad guy in the first Guardians of the Galaxy? No. That wasn't him? R- Ronan is the b- b- bad guy in the Guardians, but this is not Ronan. No. Oh, okay. It looked a lot like him. 
Yeah. He didn't have uh, 17 fingers, though. Ronan don't. Hey, it's six, oh. it's six fingers, two thumbs. Actually, he's got four fingers and two thumbs. <laughs> oh. oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Did you not notice his thumbs? They were like, I was, just like that. I was trying to see his face because like I, I really thought it was okay. All right. My bad. When he drew a turkey as a child, he had a two-headed turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, we're immediately taken to the NASA base where we are currently under an evacuation order. Nick Fury and Maria Hill uh, land from the chopper while Col- Coulson waits. We're already feeling like the main characters have almost shifted a little bit. I don't remember ever starting a movie, and it's Nick Fury and Coulson and Maria Hill that we're all seeing. I think this is the first time we've seen Maria Hill on mm-hmm. the screen at this point. But Coulson and Fury, this is them. This is their show. Um, you know, and how bad is it is what uh, Nick Fury immediately asks Coulson. That's the problem, sir. We don't know. Uh, evacuation and urgency abound is what I put here. And Nick Fury starts talking about putting phase two tech away like hey start storing the phase two start getting it out of the facility as quickly as possible which we learn are weapons to deal with uh extraterrestrial um uh landings and beings and threats i guess i should say threats yeah that's yeah and then um and maria hill her character says is that really important right now and until the such time that the world ends we will act as though it continues to or intends to spin on um we're just, this is immediately like left, right, left, right, left, right. We immediately, there's something happening, something big. And then we see Selvik from Thor, Dr. Selvik. I do know how to say his name. And, uh, I do not. <laughs> and the test act, she's misbehaving. Is that supposed to be funny? No, she's not only active, she's behaving. Um, and we see Hawkeye. This is the most talking we've seen from Hawkeye already in the first 10 minutes of the Avengers film. And, he immediately says the cube is a doorway to space and the doors open from both sides. And it's just literally insanity, insanity, insanity. What I love about this opening scene before we get to someone's grand entrance is I immediately am invested. I remember being invested in 2012 and 2020, the same thing. I'm immediately just pulled into the emergency situation. I'm pulled into the urgency. It doesn't feel forced. It feels like five movies have led to this. It feels like something bad could happen. I feel it's earned. It doesn't feel cheap to me. So I really, really enjoyed that. Kind of what was going through your minds through all of this chaos? I'll start with you, Emmy. Um, it was just, uh, it was it was odd not to see the main characters at the very beginning that mm-hmm. we were getting introduced to other characters. I loved seeing Maria Hill. She seemed like a badass from the beginning. Yep. Um, which I loved that they were introducing more badass females. Um, and I love that he said that the, the Tesseract was misbehaving. Um, there was one part where Hawkeye says that, um, someone has had no contacts and no IMs. Do they mean like IMs from back in the day, like back in middle school when like AOL instant messenger, they should, I really hope they do. They should. (laughs) Oh, Um, he put his away message up. It's, oh gosh, it's it's that, it's, it's those lyrics from that one song. Uh, he's going to be gone for a while. (laughs) (laughs) He's deep. So. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. Look at that song by My Chemical Romance. It's so deep. Oh, man. You remember the noises when What's... the door would shut? Or you would oh, yeah. Go yeah. Away. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you look sign on, getting to talk to your friend. You'd be real excited. Then you hear so and so sign off. Oh, someone called. Someone. What am I going to do for the rest of the evening? Oh, he's away. What's the worst that I could say? Things are better off this way. So long and good night. Oh, darn. He's got my Kim on the brain. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, no. Uh, I remember AOL Instant Messenger very well. I I had AOL Instant Messenger, and I remember uh, in eighth grade, uh, this uh, girl that I was uh, thinking she was pretty at the time. At the time, not now. All right, I'm a happily engaged man. <laughs> you listening, Renee? I'm a happily engaged man, but I remember she, she, I never had a computer before. I just got a computer. I got AOL Instant Messenger, and she's talking to me, and she's like the fastest typer in the world. I'm mm-hmm. chicken pecking everything, and she's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I am good. How are you? And by the time I'm like close to like Y-O-U, she's like, are you there? I'm like, delete, delete, delete. Yes, I am here. Okay, well, just let me know when you're online. And I'm like, oh, son of a gun. I couldn't type fast enough on AOL Instant Messenger. So I would not know how to type today if it wasn't for AOL Instant Messenger. Same. Like, I'm, I made an, uh, a D in eighth grade typing class, and I made an A in freshman year typing because of AOL Instant Messenger, and it was that summer. So thanks. Appreciate it, AOL. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> sorry, that was, that was a tangent. That was a branch off. But hey, go, welcome, go ahead. welcome to MCU and review tangents edition. Um, you know, so, uh, that's why our episodes are so long, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Yeah. It's what makes us, us. It's what makes us, 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 us. And then we immediately see that the power of the Tesseract t- transports Loki or completely portals him to earth and Loki ain't dead. He ain't dead. He ain't dead no more. <laughs> he, 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 he ain't dead. And he, uh, we see a menacing grin, evil, almost Joker like. I yes. loved it. I, I loved he, this grin. What'd you got, Amy? He looked so evil. He looked perfect. So evil looked, and a little tired. He did look a little tired. And I liked both. I liked Loki both. Needs a nap. Yeah, like I liked both. I think that's it's that exhaustion that can make you, you fall from space and see if you need a cup of coffee when you get down here. <laughs> that is a very true statement. That's a very very good point. Yes. I just noticed in my notes I have so I wrote Tom H, obviously Tom Hiddleston fully embraces Loki in this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, but I just realized I wrote Tom H every time, and I my brain goes to Tom Hanks. So <laughs> I thought I'm Tom Hanks great in this that. movie too. I, I thought Tom Hanks was a great Loki. Yeah. You know, he's like he's like Buzz. <laughs> I'm trying to. There's actually I'm not kidding. I have a Toy Story reference in this movie. I cannot wait to get to. So we will actually have two Tom Hanks references in the MCU in review podcast knowing us i feel like there's gonna be more oh yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so uh tom hanks comes down and uh he plays loki in this movie and there's a menacing grin almost joker-esque and it looks amazing and i just love like nick fury's comment to him he's like sir please put down the spear (laughs) like (laughs) like loki's going Okay, <laughs> like that grin alone, you know, it's not going to go down that way. And we see mm-hmm. destruction. We see Loki's power here as he takes out guards left and right, and everyone is down in a matter of moments. And Clinton Barton, Clinton Barton, t- attempts to fight back. Hawkeye, you have heart, and boom, the spear in the chest, mind control takes over Hawkeye, turns him into an ally for Loki, and uh, we see. Um, uh, you know, we just see kind of, we're seeing the threat that Loki presents really, really early on. Emmy, what do you got? I have a question. Yes. Um, how is he vaporizing people with the mind stone? Is that just like, it's a Shatari. I, and I'm sorry. I've always thought that it is S H Shatari and not Shatari. Like a shiitake mushroom. 
Yeah, yes, exactly. That's where my mind went. Chitari. Um, Holding back. I'm holding back. Chitari, pet. Yeah. Okay, so the Chitari. There you go. Because we're going to have another ice giant. Um, <laughs> how. So, the shiitake mushrooms it, are looming from high above. Is the spear, because you see them use the spear at, during the battle. So is the spear what vaporizes people? And then the mind stone's just in there too to like mind control? I think I just figured out my question on my own. Thanks, guys. We're here to help, Emmy. Glad we could have answered that for you. Clint, do you have anything to add since Emmy answered her own question? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this begins my issue with Hawkeye already. With yeah. how they how they did him. I have one complaint this entire movie, and it's not Hawkeye, but I can see why people do complain about Hawkeye. Yeah, I really do. He's he, like he was one... cheated out of the entire movie yeah. almost until yeah. the third act. I agree, and I think Jeremy Renner has said that himself. Really, he felt like this was not the movie he signed up for because it was very. <laughs> I mean, they could have done this with Selvik, and it would have been fine. Like yeah. it would if they would have just done it with. How, how would you have had hacking through arrows, Clinton? We see yeah. that later on, and you can't have Selvik shoot that arrow to hack the system. Uh, <laughs> I agree. With they could have figured something. No, I out, completely I agree like. with you. I'm just messing. I completely agree with you. What you got, Amy? I I'm I'm kind of okay with it because allegedly, allegedly, Jeremy Renner is not a very nice person. I've heard from different people that he like doesn't pay child support, and he's just. I think he was also one of the people that called. You've Black heard from various people that why, he doesn't. Why are you pulling out celebrities' receipts? <laughs> <laughs> You don't know just, his personal life. <laughs> I know. I, that's why I said allegedly. Allegedly. You know, I've just heard that he's not the nicest Have person. Have you heard he's Allegedly, also, you're nosy. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You know what? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I like to know all the hot goss about Jeremy Renner. Um, uh, uh, I, he, he's also on my not so great list because he was one of the people that called Black Widow whore. And I think they were doing like Age of Ultron. Whoa. I did not know that. In the um, movie? Uh, no, 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 no. It was no, like they were doing an interview. Scarlett Johansson that? No, Black Widow the character because she like, it looks like she has Welcome to romantic. TMZ MCU <laughs> Review Edition. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I think he was making a statement about how it looks like she has romantic relationships with Cap, Hulk, and Clint. But I, I would argue that those are all not romantic. No, right. the, I think it there's was a lot. some, yeah, platonic for sure. Correct. Yeah. I think Hulk was the only one that she had feelings for and that she lets it be known. And then she even says, I don't normally have these. So I think that's stupid. I, I completely feelings. What are these? <laughs> what are these? I don't have these normally feelings. What are, the, what is emotion <laughs> anyway? Um, so we immediately get taken to, yeah. Um, Hawkeye is mind controlled, which didn't bother me too much, especially con uh, like his arc later on. I think, is all right. So I think they did right by him. Emmy, you look like you're dying to say something. I, I, yes. Because once again, they are vaporizing people. And if you're vaporizing people, what did we learn from last episode? You, you might, might be the bad, be a bad guy. guy. Yes. Also mind control. You might be a bad guy. Might be a bad guy. And I want this, uh, please keep, keep this segment up. Cause I enjoyed <laughs> it very much. I'm, and I'm not kidding. I'm not being sarcastic. I really okay. enjoyed it. And I, I remember my fiance, she was laughing and she was like, <laughs> and, but can we do a Foxworthy impression every once in a while? Like you might be a bad guy. <laughs> you're, you're going to have to be the impression person. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm too country. I, <laughs> I just sound like him every time I talk. <laughs> to say it's too country to do jeff fox or anything yeah. no well, i mean it's yeah 
Oh, man. Okay. So anyway, we see the spear control Hawkeye, and then we see Nick Fury uh, put the Tesseract in a suitcase. And Loki, please don't. I still need that. <laughs> and uh, he, he basically goes on his big evil speech. You might be a bad guy if you say, I am Loki of Asgard, and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. And uh, Loki then turns Selvig. Pretty sweet line. Though. I loved it. I, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. I really loved it. And I thought Loki, Tom Hiddleston, this entire movie, on point. The entire movie. Never lets up. He is phenomenal. And He's got the flip out hair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Kind of like mine. Right, kind of like that. Yeah, there's yeah. My, there's my I was yeah Loki yeah. here. So <laughs> and hey, if you watch us on MCU interviews Facebook, you can see my hair flip out like Tom Hiddleston. So congratulations. Um, we see Selvik t- uh, get controlled by the mind, and then two minutes later, or it's two minutes now before the base crumbles. Uh, critical. The situation is critical, and Fury informs Maria Hill that Barton has turned, and Loki and Hawkeye with Selvik make their escape. Um, then we see everybody just hightail it out of there as quickly as possible, essentially. Maria Hill's really the only one that gives chase to uh, Loki. Everyone else is like, I'm going to try to survive. And Maria Hill's like, I'll take him out. I got this. So, it's yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Just, wonderful. Yeah. And then there's She's this huge hesitation. Yeah. They, then they get in these cars, these like Jeep kind of tank looking things. They start driving down this uh, long uh, tunnel. And uh, she's shooting at them. It's just intense. It's insane. Um, Fury makes his escape, and we see the entire complex just completely collapse from the portal. What a cool explosion! And I thought CG implosion. I thought the CG was really, really good here. I love how yeah. like, the whole. I love the helicopter when Coulson's in there, and he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like I thought that was just a little nice touch too. Like I mean, it added. I, I just love how this movie is shot too. I think that is such an underrated thing we don't talk about him a lot, but seeing. Col- I- yeah, I'm going to talk about it a little bit because it, it really is shot like I, I they knew it was a 3D movie, but they didn't do no. the stupid crap that 3D movies usually do to make you know that you're in a 3D movie. Completely agreed. Completely agree. Um, Hill narrowly escapes from the damage and Nick uh, takes a shot at the vehicle as they're making an escape. Uh, the spear takes out a chunk of the chopper and we just see how cool Nick Fury is. This was the first time I felt like, okay, we knew the attitude of Nick Fury, but then we see Nick Fury as an eagle eye, as a guy who was willing to take damage. He, the chopper goes down, he just jumps it right out and then mm-hmm. continues shooting like it's nothing. Okay. Well, I wouldn't, I'd be rolling on the ground, clenching my knee like, ah, my knee. <laughs> did the chopper explode here or no? It didn't, did it? It did not. I don't think it okay. did. We need to start tracking how many times, if you're a main character in the movie, when something should explode, it does not. <laughs> if it would have been anybody else, that chopper would have exploded. If it happens w- again later in this movie, too. If it was abomination. Happened in Captain America. If it was abomination, we would have seen that explosion. I promise you that. And, and Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Um, so we see that, um, you know, Fury bar- uh, barely escapes. I write down, that was awesome. And... Uh, this is a level seven. As of right now, we are at war. Colson asks. I know, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Once again, what are the other levels? <laughs> I'm so curious to know. Like I used to be, I used to be a lifeguard back when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And like we had, we had like code Adam was a missing kid or code Brown was somebody poo pooed in the pool. <laughs> So I like knowing those codes and those levels. And I want to know what are the other levels you just had a god from another planet 
come through a portal and steal. Why is this only level seven? This is level a hundred. Well, a lot of times level seven is max level. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've known that because I'm a comic book fanboy. I know like level seven is like the max sometimes. So that's I, such an annoying number. <laughs> hey, se- I was born on the seventh. So leave it alone. All right. I enjoy it. <laughs> so, no coincidence that I, I was a level seven baby. So there you go. Uh, godlike, maybe. <laughs> No, a disaster that we got to call in <laughs> help the <for>. Avengers. <laughs> glad, glad to be here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad I have zero self confidence left. <laughs> no, and then we're not even halfway through this movie yet. Come no, on. we are. We're not, not even through ten minutes of this movie, <laughs> and we've been recording for 27 minutes. Good. Yeah, yes, I. Oh, yeah. I'm looking right at the timer right now. 27 minutes. <laughs> so, okay. We will go faster a little bit. Don't get me wrong. We won't. We won't make, uh, we won't sacrifice quality, but I think this is important because then uh, what do we do? Avengers logo blasts on the screen. Coulson asks, what do we do? And immediately the Avengers logo, uh, Emmy's ho- holding up heart hands. I immediately got chills. I wrote chills in my notes. Um, it's not said like, we got to call in the Avengers. We, we got to go get them. We got to get help. No, it was just a logo and that's all you needed. And I thought it was really, really well done. Opening yeah. sequence, final thoughts before we move on for the first 30 minutes of this podcast. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I don't have any other thoughts. Than, yeah, it was really exciting to see it. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was great. <laughs> Here, only on MCU interview. So um, we're going to kind of fly through this because this is kind of our opening sequences with every character. Black Widow is in an intense interrogation scene i think everyone we cannot fly through this scene okay mm-hmm. well, no uh-uh. this is one of my favorite this is why this podcast movie. is five hours long by the way where i want to take time is where clinton wants to take time next and i get it we might have to do a, we might have to split it this is going to be a two-parter in facebook live you may only get the first hour of this podcast and then we might leave you up to check out the rest on mcu and review on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify plug <laughs> okay so um but Oh, <laughs> we see Natasha Romanoff kind of getting interrogated and I didn't see what happened, so I'm not even going to judge it. But so we see Natasha Romanoff getting interrogated. It's pretty intense. Clinton, I'm going to let you take over the scene since you want to go in depth. I am. Oh, go for it. So oh, this, okay. is, this is now, all you, sir. You want me to explain the scene? I see. I would love so that. She, we think she's getting interrogated. Correct. Mm-hmm. She's tied up. She has a handle on things. I just love the way they handled this whole scene mm-hmm. because it comes in on her. The last time we saw her was Iron Man 2, correct? Correct. Correct. So she's tied up. She's being interrogated by these guys, and they're speaking. In the, do we know what language they're speaking? It's irrelevant. They're speaking another language, <laughs> and they are trying to get her to do something, and then their phone rings, Correct. Correct. And Colson's on the, the other line. Colson's on the other line tells them that we're what, uh, three miles out or eight miles out, eight miles out. You're at 1100 Selinski uh, Plaza, third floor. We have a, a F one or something like that. Uh, th- eight, um, um, it'll land before you leave the building or eight, something. Yeah. Like eight that. miles out. Um, we we'll, we'll destroy the building before you even make the block. Put the, and he looks confused. And he's like, uh, he's like, I want to talk to you, uh, put her on the phone or we will strike. And he, he's like, yeah, I mean, I just love it because Colson, this is more where we really get to enjoy Colson. We get to like, this is the guy we saw throughout these entire movies, but he just, just, and he still keeps that calm demeanor where he's just, 
here's what's going to happen. I, and I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to yell, but this is how it's going to Can we go. just, can we finally just talk about how great Clark Gregg is as a, as a Phil Coulson? I mean, I know we've hinted at it, but gosh, Clark Gregg, that tone, that voice, just how, you know, sometimes deadpan, but in a good way, like he's just an agent talking, but he's just so, you can't help but take him seriously and enjoy everything, every yes. bit of it. So I, and I really enjoyed this. What you got, Amy? I, we only see him. I did a quiz on Sporkle last night because I am that cool. <laughs> and um, Sporkle, you only you see Sporkle, you say? Sporkle. Have you guys ever heard of Sporkle? Uh-uh. Well, I'll send you something after this. It is fantastic. I absolutely love it. It's like quizzes and I don't know. Is it like something that sparkles but for dorks? Yes, probably. Yeah, that actually sounds very accurate. You're welcome. Anyway. <laughs> I, I did one about how long characters were in the whole MCU. And if you put everything together, Coulson, we only see him for like, I think it was 19 or 23 minutes total, but mm-hmm. we like totally fall in love with that character. Correct. And that just yeah. tells you about that performance. I mean, mm-hmm. for little screen time, that's pretty phenomenal actually. So um, this was awesome. As soon as they give the phone over to black widow, we see that this was all a ruse. This was all an act. You know, like, are you kidding me? I'm working. This idiot's giving me everything he's got. Mm-hmm. Love it. I, I love it. I, I don't give everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the way she looks at him like, like, really? Like, hold on. I'm on the phone and you're yeah. interrupting me. <laughs> Could you shut up for a second? <laughs> the, the parents are talking. I don't know. It was just really funny. The action, the confidence she brought here was mm-hmm. amazing because she's automatically strong. Like She was an Iron Man, too, as well. Uh, yeah, but I but, think they stepped her up in this movie. You know oh, I mean? for sure. Yeah. And then the action here yes. was, I remember this is our first big action scene aside from when Loki enters, but legit action scene. And it was, I was immediately sucked into the action. Completely. They started a good narrative and they've got me in the action already. Yes, I completely agree. And it was. Sorry, what you got? Sorry. You could tell it was a very choreographed fight, but I loved every second of it. I love how confident she is. Mm-hmm. And I know I've said it. I think I said it on the first episode. I don't understand why they're coming out with a Black Widow movie because of what they did with her character further on in the in the MCU. Mm-hmm. It just I don't I don't understand that move. But this scene, this got, movie, got you ready I was for like, I I, I want to see it. I get it. I want to see it. From from what I understand, Joss Whedon actually fought and tried to get a Black Widow movie earlier after this movie. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That, that would have been awesome. But I'm I, like I said, better late than never. That's how I'm kind of considering it. But I really wish it was a little bit earlier for sure. Because yeah, for sure. I, I think after this movie, I swear to you, if you would have said Avengers and then Black Widow movie and then just that is your trailer, is this scene? I I know everyone would have gone out and saw that movie. Oh yeah. Easy, easy. Um, Do we? Yeah. Sorry, do we know if uh, Jeremy Renner is going to be in the Black Widow movie? Is I don't, he going to be Hawkeye? I don't know. I don't think he is. I don't think he was announced, but he could show up as a cameo or they, something. They always surprise us. They never show you in the trailer what's going to be in the movie. Like okay. They change things around. I think there will be some surprises. You'll, I don't think I've seen a trailer for... You'll never see me coming. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a surprise. We'll get to that the next episode of MCU Interview. <laughs> Uh, yes, but um, yeah, there is trailers out for the Black Widow movie, and they're actually releasing two more trailers coming up very, very soon. Because I saw that today. Yes, so should be really, really good. Um, yeah, that was a lovely little <laughs> alert message. I think that was going through my phone, so that's uh, excellent. So thank you for bearing with me, everybody. <laughs> so I can edit that in the actual podcast. So uh, I think it was actually my computer, probably. Oh, okay, cool. So um. 
we are now, um, first, we need to talk to the big guy. And she goes, you know, Stark can only, you know, trust me as far as he can throw me. No, no, I've got Stark. You get the big guy. And we are taken to Calcutta. I want to talk about this one in depth because I really enjoyed this scene a lot. Yeah. Um, we're taking our first glimpse of Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner. This is, to me, the best he's played Bruce Banner ever. And it's in yeah. the first scene. I, I Don't get me wrong. I like Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. I, I love him as a Bruce Banner. But this scene, I wish I could just replicate it over and over and over. It's like a song that I, I just can't get enough of. It is perfect. He's He's tense. He's a little bit angry. You can always feel like you're just scared to kind of poke this guy a little bit. He, he's I, not wearing the watch. He's not. No, there's no beeper on him. Guess what? <laughs> I'm so happy that Tony Stark did not check his blood one time in this movie, and I didn't see Bruce Banner look at his watch and see, oh, am I at 200 now? Am I at 200 now? Getting too excited seeing Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> So we, we're we now in Calcutta, and um, he's healing the sick, and he's led by a young girl to another sick patient, and um, or so he's he healing thinks. the sick. Is that what I'm Ruffalo is Jesus? Is he Jesus? Oh, man, we're going to, this is bad. He is, he is healing. Yes, he, he's taking care of the sick. Excuse he's me. He's being a doctor. He's being a yes. doctor, which. And then he walks across the lake. Stop. Get to the other side of the city. We're never going to. This is, this is Facebook Live. <laughs> Keep that in mind. I'm just saying. All right. All right. So. You said it. You said no, it. No, no. You kept going. <laughs> I love how he blames other people when he goes too far. You're the one. I was just saying. No. Okay. But he said. Um, you know, he he's now sees that Black Widow is waiting on him, and for a person who's avoiding stress, you choose a hell of a place to settle. And avoiding stress isn't the secret, is what Bruce Banner responds with. And he says, "I assume this whole place is surrounded." And Black Widow says, "Just you and me." Um, you know, Natasha really gives her gives him the rundown. Hey, I'm from Shield. We need your help because of the Tesseract. It emits gamma radiation. No one knows gamma radiation like you do. And what if I say no? I'll persuade you. Well, what if the other guy says no? And how tense this gets. Um, it, it, you know, you know, Fury needs you. Just call Fury. He needs me in a cage. No one's going to put you in. Stop lying to me. And I remember the first time I saw this in theaters, I jumped back. Like, yeah. I, I know it now. I get it. But I jumped again this time. <laughs> Man, I knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. the I remember because theater volume is something else when it's like, it literally, it's just, you're in a capsule essentially just sitting there. And I remember when he screamed that I jolted and I was like, okay, they got it. <laughs> they got, they got Bruce Banner. Um, yeah. And, um, but they wanted banner, not Hulk. They wanted the scientist banner. Exactly. And he doesn't trust anybody. And yeah. she, Natasha, and even, she lied to him said she, she was, it was alone. Yeah. She points. <laughs> and it she, was surrounded. <laughs> yeah. It, it turns out any, I love at the end because she points a gun at him and she, he goes, Hey, let's not make a mess of this situation. And she finally kind of, all right, you know, you're just, okay, stand down, stand down. And he goes, just you and me, huh? And that's where the scene ends. And I thought it was really cool. So already we've got black widow. Who's amazing. Bruce Banner. Who's amazing. Uh, and these are the lesser known characters. And we see Clint Barton. Hawkeye is controlled. We already know who Cap, Iron Man, and Thor is from their own movies, really. And this is the first. Now we're looking at Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner. So I'm starting to, we're starting to really get to know the crew here really early on. I like the way they did this first. I love how they. I didn't set even it up. pay attention to that. They're not even jumping in with the main characters. No, I mean y'all said that at the beginning, but they're starting to give you people from the Avengers in the comics that haven't had their own solo movies. They're devoting like mm -hmm. this first half of the movie to them. 
Correct. Um, you know, then we see Fury talking to a board of some sort, like this evil shadow people. <laughs> like he answers to just these random shadow in- individuals, and he says, "We're at war with Loki. We need a response team. War is not won by sentiment." Director Fury and Fury responds, "No, it's won by soldiers." Cut to Captain America. Oh man, fangirling. I'm fanboying and fangirling out at the same time. If you can do that, I'm doing that. Uh, it's the punching bag scene from the uh, the end credits of Captain America: The First Avenger, and we see Cap having flashbacks from the First Avenger. His nosedive into uh, what we presume uh, Canada or somewhere around Canada that no one goes to, <laughs> uh, Toronto. I'm assuming, and <laughs> we see his. <laughs> There's all our Canadian fans are no longer listening now. I'm so sorry. Um, but his anger, I feel like there was tension and anger with these because he's thinking and he hears Peggy's voice in his head. He's, he's furious. I think he's realizing the life he's given up and fury literally, I, I put really quickly, actually fury gives him his orders and cap says, okay. I mean, that's really the gist of it. He he's like, I'm here with a mission. Okay. What, what is it? He reads the folder. It, it didn't take much. He's very still in that soldier mindset at this point in his character. He's very much, tell me what to do. I'll do it. Thanks. See ya. I, I just kind of keep, keep an eye on his character development. And this was very still, very star-spangled man with a plan. Give me the orders mm-hmm. and thank you so much. Um, no pushback on Cap's part. And he goes, the world's gotten stranger. And Cap responds, nothing will surprise me. Uh, Fury says, ten, I bet you 10 bucks, says, ten bucks says you're oh. wrong. Yeah. 10 bucks says you're wrong. And anything we should know about the Tesseract, um, you should have left it in the ocean. So now we've got, we're starting. I just love it. I feel like I'm just looking, I'm just flipping through pages and getting to know all these characters. So we get captain America, anything to add on that guys. Um, the part where, uh, Fury is talking to the council or whatever, the rude guy who called them freaks, that was not very nice. No, it and wasn't. And he's a bully. Um, it also, it just reminded me of V for Vendetta, which I just thought was an odd, it, it looked similar to me, um, to some of those points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I loved that it was the same post credit scene, but so much better like there was more emotion it was just it was better we saw what was going through his head not just what he was doing yeah yeah i really i like that they incorporated it into the movie Uh, again kind of like how they did with thor i enjoyed it very cool what was your thoughts Glenn? i liked with the council scene that back to what you said they're not just like we gotta call the avengers it they built up to this initiative they're calling the avengers initiative yes Mm -hmm. and he's trying to get them on board with that initiative because they don't have time for plan B and we don't know what plan B is yet. Correct. We will find out later, but I remember watching it this time and I was like, what was plan B? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. So oh, wait. Oh, during a break, you guys are going to have to tell me what plan B is. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember what plan we B is. We will discuss plan B when we get to plan B five yeah. hours from this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, there it is. Okay, gotcha. 41 minutes in. So we, uh, this is still just getting to know the characters at the very beginning. Uh, We cut to Iron Man and I said he was installing fiber optics on Stark Tower, which is really, really cool. Good job, Iron Man. High speed internet, folks. You can't live without it. And Stark is moving to clean energy via the arc reactor, uh, reactor technology. And he's, uh, you can see his focus is now moving away from military weapons, clean energy, sustainable energy. Thought this was interesting. Very, very cool. And Pepper is worrying about 500 other little things. And Pepper, 
enjoy the moment. Um, I thought that was important. I'm sorry. I did have a question from when, like from prior. So back at this point, we hadn't seen Captain Marvel yet. However, that movie had already happened because that happens in the 90s, right? Correct. So my question looking at this movie is, does Nick Fury act like he's already met Captain Marvel? Like, why would it be the, I, like, I, I obviously, I don't know that they had that much forethought, but like, why didn't he call Captain Marvel? They explain that in the Captain Marvel movie. They do. Do they? And we mm-hmm. will discuss that on episode oh. 20 of MCU. <laughs> Dang, they are two steps ahead of me. Every single time. And I, yeah. my, my notes keep going straight up to my Hulk stuff. So it's really annoying. So I'm going to have to keep scrolling down every single That's time. why I use pen and paper. Yeah, for real. <sighs> you guys are right. Anyway, so um, Pepper, enjoy the moment. Then come in, uh, then get in here and I will. So we see this relationship has developed between Pepper and Tony as well. If, and what I love about these movies is I don't feel like we stopped right where we left off. Things happen in real time. Like this relationship is growing and developing. They're really comfortable with each other now. They're, it's not a, this, because they kissed in Iron Man 2 and was that weird? Yeah, that was a little weird. And now obviously this, this love and this growth in a relationship has really, really taken place. And I, I really enjoyed that. Um, and Tony, his care for Pepper, you know, like I've got a date Jarvis, ignore all calls. I don't care. He's putting everything aside. He doesn't want to hear from Colson. He doesn't want to hear from anybody. He's got a date shows just how much she means to him. And I'm not saying, you know, putting everything off is, but I just think they, they really both, they're a really good team here in this movie. And I love to kind of see their, uh, their uh, relationship develop. And we see Coulson continue to call, continue to call. And uh, Tony Stark finally answers the phone and said, you have reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark. Leave a message, which that is a callback to the comics, to the androids in the comics. Life model decoys are a thing in Marvel Comics. And that fun fact was shared on our Instagram. If you subscribe and our and our Twitter, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying maybe you should subscribe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> anyway, security breach. Coulson makes his way through the elevator and uh, just Pepper hands the, uh, or excuse me, Coulson hands Pepper the Avengers briefing because Tony does not like to be handed things from Iron Man 2. I love, I love these callbacks. Um, And Tony Stark, and I just want to get all you guys comments. Apparently I'm volatile, self-obsessed. Don't play well. uh, Don't play well with others. Pepper very quick. I, yeah, that I did know. (laughs) So, (laughs) I, I just really enjoy this whole scene between Colson, Pepper, and Tony. What are you what are your guys' thoughts? I'll start with you, Clinton. Um, first of all, you didn't talk about how his suit was taken off when he landed on Stark Tower this time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. I'm sorry. Go for it. Clint. That scene to me is really cool. I it just is. I just thought it was cool how that he's it also has shown how's how his armor has developed and what he's come up with. Um, and uh, and I'm not trying to gush about our own podcast, but that's why I love because like I love that you guys will pick up on things that you see, and then I'm like more store. I just love that, so I agree, sir. Completely agree. I, yeah, I get that. You're awesome. That's what I was saying. Sorry. I just like calling you out on things. No. <laughs> I didn't even have it written down. I was like, he didn't even say it. No, I'm just kidding. I had it written down. No, no, it's um, all, I'm just messing. But I do. Mean I had the same stuff down. Uh, he still doesn't like to be handed things. They yes. call back to Iron Man too with saying he's not or he's this, this, and this, and that he's not still isn't like that. He isn't fit. Cause he throws that back in their face mm-hmm. that he was just going to be a, mm-hmm. uh, what was it called? Consultant. Uh, consultant. consultant. Yeah. Correct. So they call that back. Um, 
but apparently shit's gotten really real yeah. and they really need him now. Yeah. So, and I, I like that they didn't spend too much like, well, I was a consultant. Well, no, you're not now. And I'm, well, but, yeah, yeah. Told, they just, just, I mean, sometimes things get intense. You got to just go. You just got to go with it. So I like that you said that, Clinton. I completely agree. Hey, it's gotten and real. And Pepper's backing him now. Yes. He's 100% got his back for being Iron Man. Yes. And mm-hmm. she even said, you know, you have a lot of homework because he pulls up everything. And you see, I love these little screens. You see, yes. You see, if you look closely, you see Steve Rogers, you see the Hulk hulking out in um, uh, Culver University. You see all these different little things from the first movies that kind of, this is what he's looking at is everything we've seen and followed in our journey through this MCU. I thought that was a really cool callback. Amy, what were your thoughts on the scene? Okay, I loved seeing the Iron Man suit swimming. I loved that. I thought that that was so cool because he figured out in the first movie, like if I'm going to go really high up into the atmosphere, I've got to do stuff to to fix my suit. He had to have done something to fix it so that he could swim, I'm assuming, right. because metal doesn't float, like, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> And there's so many other things. If there's, that anything, sure if there's anything you take away from this podcast, <laughs> yes, metal doesn't float, y'all. <laughs> aluminum right. does. <laughs> aluminum does. He is aluminum man. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, um, I love the part where he said his first name is Agent. Like, why are you calling him Phil? His first name is Agent. Does I he, thought that was really clever. I thought it was really funny. Emmy, can I ask um, you a question? Does he feel a little jealous here? It feels like jealousy almost. He's like, why is he a little Phil? bit? Yeah. Okay, oh, for sure. I'm just making sure I didn't read too much yeah. into that. That's how I felt. Okay. Um, I also just Robert Downey Jr. insisted that Gwyneth Paltrow be in this movie. Um, they weren't going to bring some of the secondary characters from like the individual franchises. So like Gwyneth Paltrow, um, they weren't going to bring in like Selvig. Um, but because of that insistence, you kind of saw these worlds coming together, not just the characters, like the main characters, but like Pepper was in it. I I got to hand it to Robert Downey Jr. for sticking up for having a female, another female. Another but the, my, they didn't bring my favorite one in from the Incredible Hulk. I don't even remember her name. That's why. That's how Betty Betty Ross. Ross. Betty Ross. Remember her name, sir. And actually, that's going to come up in Age of Ultron. And I cannot wait to give you guys that Easter egg because I've got that one right in my brain, ready to pour out. I don't even remember that. Oh, it's going to be good. Betty Ross, get ready. Remember that name, folks. Age of Ultron. So. Six movies down the line. I hope you remember uh, minute 49 <laughs> in this podcast. Gosh, what am I talking about? Anyway, uh, really, really cool scene there. And I uh, really, really enjoyed that. Wait, so, are we moving on? No, we're not, Emmy, because we're still hearing from No. There. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because Pepper asks about how the cellist in Portland is. Did you guys catch mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. When they're getting on the elevator? And I love and he's and- like, oh, no, I think she, uh, he, uh, how's the thing with the cellist? And he's like, she moved to Portland. And she's like, what? Boo. I thought that was really cool. Kind of showed a relationship between those two. So the cellist in Portland and later, uh, Robert or Tony Stark, same um, person, same person. I don't care. It's the same person. Yeah. For real. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) I Um, would probably disagree on every actor and character, but if you say Tony Stark and Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Interchangeable, man, I completely, (laughs) that is the same dude. I'm hearing myself. I don't think that's supposed to happen. Oh no, I'm not. (laughs) Never mind. Okay, on this edition anyway. of Schizophrenia with MC, just the voices, <laughs> just the voices, just, just the voices. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so she asks about the cellist, and then later Tony Stark says, "You pick a weekend, I'll fly you out to Portland." So the cellist in Portland is never in the MCU. However, in um, 
Agents of Shield, and I, I said I watched like the first maybe four seasons. Yeah. Um, I remember this episode. Um, so he's talking about his then girlfriend, whose name is Audrey Nathan, who's a cellist in Portland. She's second chair, which is really high up. Um, and in Agents of Shield, there's an episode. Um, like they they meet because she's being stalked by this person, and she's being stalked again. However in agents of shield everyone is supposed to think that colson is still we'll get there mm-hmm. um but he she like passes out while they're trying to get this guy who's stalking her oh wow and so he stands over her and makes sure that she's okay and she comes to consciousness and sees him and then falls back into unconsciousness and then there's another character standing there and so she just thinks that she was dreaming so they were dating. He saves her again. She still thinks that he's what happens in this movie. And isn't that just the saddest thing you've ever heard in your life? That is terribly depressing. <laughs> so. I, I remember watching this episode and being like, they have to bring them back together. And they never do. Ever. Hashtag don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hashtag wasted time. <laughs> I, well, I won't say that. It was a really good show until Ghost Rider. And I'm sorry. I just what? have an issue with Ghost Rider. As a character or as how they, you know what? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to answer Emmy. I will never do this to you. And I promise you, I mean this with all due respect, but I'm going to answer for you on this one. She's mad that Nicholas cage. Wasn't the ghost rider. She, (laughs) no, 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 no. And then then the, and then like the dude that gave her him the ghost rider abilities, the, the, Coors, the banquet beer guy was not in it as well. So she was really, really upset. Emmy, I got your back. I understand. I don't agree with Emmy by any means. I think Nicolas Cage, eh, but she's a diehard Nicolas Cage uh, fan. She even had, she shut your mouth. She even has her own podcast, (laughs) Nicolas Cage fangirls. Uh, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Look for that. That is Emmy's podcast. And she's alone because she couldn't find anyone else to do it. <laughs> Listen, I, I, and I think, I think that I've mellowed out a little on Nicolas Cage hatred. It's not <sighs> hatred. That's a strong word. I do not, I do not understand why Nick Cage is famous. I don't get it. That's one, um, that's one impression I will not do because I can't do it. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's just, so I don't, bad. I don't get why people keep giving him films. Like, why are they still I giving love him Con movies? Air. Con Air was good. I can't watch movies with him in it. I, I watched The Croods. He voices the dad. And I was like, I don't know why, but I hate this movie. Have you seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Yes. Oh, that almost took me out of it too. Yeah, really, really, really. I I cannot handle his voice, but <laughs> I will say that I've mellowed out because after he got divorced, there was a video of him singing drunk karaoke in a bar, and it is the saddest video I've ever seen in my life. You need to look it up. You know but that I do too. Have, <laughs> what I have a special place in my heart for that video. That's who they're going to recast Iron Man as. I or with, I so would die i would i would just i could not handle that imagine nicholas cage as captain america or iron man oh just, my god just see that visual please. Jar- jarvis <laughs> I, I have a friend that's all i got <laughs> i couldn't do that oh man that's a good one actually like i almost got a tear from that <laughs> jarvis so anyway. i have a friend who posts all everything that's nicholas cage she'll post it on my facebook so i've got like 
there was a bathing suit that just has Nick Cage's face on it or one of those reversible sequin pillows where you reverse the sequins and it's Nick Cage's face. But one of the things that she's found was the Avengers when they assemble at the end of the movie, but every character's face is Nick Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please share that with me so I can post it on our Twitter? Like, please. I'll have to find it, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make a note to myself right now. Okay, because that will be absolutely phenomenal. So so we see... Tony and Pepper talking to one another. And then we see that Tony brings up all these images as we discussed earlier. And she says, you've got a home, you've got homework. You've got a lot of homework. Um, she whispers something apparently really interesting in Tony's ear. I'm assuming like, Hey, we can go to toys R us after this. Um, you know, <laughs> Adult where, toys R us. where a kid can be a kid. Um, I don't want to grow up. I'm a toys R us kid. All right. Anyway, that is all that horribleness and just I didn't deserve it today. Don't you tell me when it just don't tell me when it I am editor and host one third of the hosts of this podcast. I you know what? You know what? I did it again. I didn't even say anything. (laughs) All right, Brittany. Tell me, Clinton. Oh, do we want do we want to bring this back? All right. So anyway, um so he holds a holographic image, Tony does, of the uh, Tesseract, and we cut to Cap riding in a Quinjet. I love this scene because Cap is really learning a Banner's failed attempt of replicating the super soldier serum, but we also get to see one of my favorite scenes between Phil Coulson, which I'm going to put as Brandon in this scene, and Captain America, where it's 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 an honor to meet you. I, I watched you while you were sleeping, you know? And then you can see... Steve's eyebrows raise and he goes, you know, you know, it's just an honor to have you on board. <laughs> so we see it's a little creepy. It gets a little creepy, but you just see this guy who's just like, he read about this guy gushing, gushing. I, I just, when sweet. I watched it, I thought of you, Brandon, for sure. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. would be Brandon. I, I, mm-hmm. I have those trading cards and I meant to bring them out for this podcast and I apologize. They're still stored somewhere, but uh, I'll try to find them sometime. But I do have Captain America trading cards. Um, if I ever meet Chris Evans, I'm going to get him to sign them. Um, and I, I promise you that. So uh, it's just, I, I really, really love this. And then, you know, we see Phil Coulson has made some modifications to the suit and he goes, aren't the stripes and or stars and stripes a little old fashioned after everything that's about to come to light, people will probably need a little old fashioned. Okay. Thought that was awesome. What'd you got, Amy? Even, even Captain America is calling his suit old fashioned. And yep. I liked that. Because it is. It is an ostentatious suit. Mm-hmm. And it is old-fashioned. I loved Marvel's way of keeping this yeah, traditional suit in the movies. It mm-hmm. was such a good way to tie it in instead of, oh, here's this ridiculous suit, but also it's not like on the other end where we're going to ground it and make it like a soldier suit. So right. they I, had that good way of keeping it in the movie, and, and I loved it. Yeah, I agree, Clinton, and they can they kind of poke fun at themselves a little bit too. Isn't it a little old-fashioned? Hey, sometimes people just need a little old-fashioned. Uh, some, and all the audience is like, yes, yeah, yes. Right, and it, it gets that buy-in. And I'm not going to lie, though. Out of all the Captain America suits, this one's my least favorite in this movie. Uh, it's a little too... Uh, uh, a little too skin tight, a little too weird. It, it's a little too. It ain't too skin tight. Oh, that's one opinion. That's America's ass <laughs> that that is clinging to. And I love that they bring it back later. We'll discuss that in future episodes. But uh, and they make it really, really hilarious. But this, this, um, but I still love the setup for it, and I still love this suit. Don't get me wrong, but it's like your least favorite of you know your favorite character. It still doesn't you know. I I don't know. They they did a different redesign, and then they kind of bring back kind of a classic in future movies, which I appreciate. 
Yeah. Okay. I get it. I mean, I agree. like uh, Brandon's my least favorite of the podcasts. So <laughs> you've got to pick. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't like you, but it's my least. You know what I'm saying? What is that glow that you have? Okay. <laughs> it looks like Jesus is coming down behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Like Mark Ruffalo or Bruce Banner, right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you could only see what we see, like Clinton just really looked like he was untouched by an angel for a moment. I really thought, but Not while me. he, but while he was roasting me, and that's what I had a problem with. I was like, really? That's when this is going to happen? Is he's going to, you know? So that was really annoying. Um, yeah, Clinton, I think it's really mutual that we both find each other the least important part of the podcast. So uh, fantastic. Yeah. So I win. I'm the Nicolas Cage of the podcast. I think that's a compliment. I don't want that. I think if, can we go a rung lower than Nicolas Cage? <laughs> can we go Coors, the banquet beer guy? <laughs> no, he's fantastic. <laughs> I'm just messing. No, um, I, I really thought this was a really, really cool scene. And then we're taken to Loki's hideout where he's taken to, or he's talking to uh, a random six figure, uh, six fingered alien dude um because i don't ever learn his name and i'm sure that there is a name for this guy but he's just some six-fingered alien dude uh, that i'm aware of and he immediately responds to loki because loki is a little childish in this movie i feel like there's a lot of amazing serious evilness but there's a lot of just sometimes childish like you know I, almost like you can't tell me what to do i'm gonna do whatever i want if your <laughs> force is as formidable as it just seems very disrespectful like a puppet. Yeah. It just, yeah. I don't know. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Loki, I mean, he's the god of mischief, childish mischief. I mean, sometimes they, they go hand in hand. So, you know, and I love that, you know, six fingered alien dude says, and that's his name, you question us, you question him. We find out that him is Thanos by the end of the movie. And, um, you know, he who gave you purpose, you know, and, um, ambition is little with childish need you will have your war as guardian if you fail if the tesseract is kept from us there will be no realm no crevice where he can't find you you think you know pain you will make or he will make you long for something as sweet as pain i loved it i loved it and the foreshadowing that it has i'm not going to spoil it but the foreshadowing here if we know what goes through the entire mcu in review through the or excuse me the entire marvel cinematic universe and we think of loki and we think of the guy who's behind those words pretty intense it, it hit me harder this time and i love that about these movies where you watch a movie in 2019 and something from 2012 now has more meaning for you where it just feels like an empty threat in 2012 and i, I still love this scene back then but now okay <laughs> i don't know what you guys think did you guys have that kind of collection of thoughts from what happens in the future or was it just like okay six-fingered alien dude touches loki the end <laughs> what were you guys thinking I definitely didn't understand what was going on back in 2012. Like I just didn't have any kind of frame of reference. I didn't understand who he was. I didn't, right. I didn't get that. And I do remember after the movie having to go home and Google who that purple guy was. Mm. So I was pretty sure it was an evil grimace. And what I, I loved about, uh, I'll get to it when it happens, actually. What, what do you got? Yeah. Here? You, you're talking to me. Are you gonna say it was good? I will. I will swear. <laughs> everything. Honestly, I didn't. Even this time, I didn't pay much attention to this scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I that's, guess. That's I guess fair. because. I mean, when I, I get the speech part, but I did. I knew who they were talking about because right. I'd already known that they were 
building him up. So, right. And I knew who Thanos was. So I just, I was excited about the next scene. I think rewatching this anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, bad guy stuff. Let's go. Let's go. I'm just, uh, yeah. It, and see, it's funny because where I pick up things like that was immediately where I was like, oh man, foreshadowing. This is pretty crazy. Like the, right. uh, the Red Skull scene from Captain America where, you know, the future, you know, without stars and stripes and flags and stuff like that. I, I And I didn't catch that. See, and you did see yeah. that. That's I, I just, I don't know. I really think it's really cool. So, um, um, we will, we continue to go on. We have agent Romanoff now meeting captain Rogers, uh, captain America. This is kind of the first where we're starting to see multi worlds collide. I'm not geeking out fully yet, but we're seeing now because we see cap meet Bruce Banner. We're seeing multiple different things happen in there. And, um, but we get the debut of the helicarrier. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that part was awesome to me. I'm still so jealous because I always wanted the Lego helicarrier, and it's like 500 bucks. It's ridiculous. Really? Oh really? yeah. It's it's like a and the the turbines. They like you can actually make them move. It's, oh, uh, it's, cool. I I wanted that thing so bad, but I can't justify. <laughs> yet I buy like really expensive action figures, but Legos I can't justify that price. I cannot. Um. I, they started the Avengers music right here. I mean, they did it with like the title credits, but like they started that music and that music is so, I feel like iconic. Yes. Like if I hear it, I know exactly what's happening. Yes. Um, And I, I know you said you weren't geeking out, but I geek out every single time they meet, like when Cap meets Hulk, geeked out, when Hulk meets Stark geeked out like i just every single time somebody who wasn't in their movie meets a person who wasn't in their movie geek out i love it i absolutely love it i i have a moment that it happens for sure but it wasn't this moment yet but i completely get that i completely get that what did you think lynn i'm the same way because it comes back to the beginning. I'm like, they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. No, I love it. I and and, love and it. You, you're like, how are they going to? I know when I watched it back in the day, I was like, how are they going to start integrating them together? How are they going to get along? How right. are they going to? Because we've seen their lives personally in different movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now how are they going to tie? Because back then this had not been done. And mm-hmm. you're like, how are they going to integrate this? Will it be smooth? Will it be cheesy? Will it be? You know what I mean? Like we didn't know what was going to happen. So the anticipation of it was exciting. And I love the helicarrier. So I got really excited about the helicarrier and seeing it, especially when it lifts off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which had to have taken so much propulsion. I know <laughs> scientific accuracy is not the goal. Don't of go these for movies. it here. Don't you do it, Emmy. <laughs> Just I'm I'm just I'm just gonna say that. No, that was- I get it. And Clinton, I thought that was a fantastic point. I completely agree with you, man. <clears throat> and it, this was the first time we'd ever seen it done. This, I think, we still carry those same memories when we saw this in theaters eight years ago, and some, which is really cool to me. I love that the first time that it ever happened does not feel any less important now that we've seen it happen multiple times in like four other different movies between three other Avengers movies and a Captain America, uh, civil war movie. You know, I just really, really love that. So very, very good point, man. 
And so we we see, um, you know, I love Agent Romanoff's talk to Captain uh, America where he goes, did he, uh, did he ask you to sign his Captain America trading cards yet? Uh, and he goes, they're vintage. <laughs> just like the humanity. They're not just talking about, oh, man, big bad Tesseract, space in the sky. There's just people talking. It, it just the I love that part of this movie. I think it's a very underrated part where we're just seeing people being people. Like, they just seem like relatable characters. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. And yeah, she's not phased by him. Not like, at all. Not at all. Black Widow is just like, hey, yeah, no, it's not like a intimidation. And Coulson thing. even introduced like uh, Agent Romanoff, Captain America. And she goes, oh, like she like lifts her head up. Uh, OK, hey, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like I love that part. <laughs> I, I just love how she holds her own through this movie so well with all the other big characters that are there. Very good point. I, it's it, Yeah. Um, and I also love just like in Captain America that Cap just accepts Hulk, like isn't scared, just goes up and is like, I'm Iron Man. Or, right. no. <laughs> I'm Iron Man. That's, right. that's a very good point. <laughs> I am Iron Man. Yes. My bad. My bad. <laughs> he is not Iron Man. <laughs> oh, everyone's yeah, He just like introduces himself and is, is not scared of him. Yeah. No, I, I really think so. The same thing. And I love that. Then we see Cap and Banner meet. I thought this was cool. And like it, like Banner seems so skittish right here. He seems so, you know what I mean? A little tense, a little. And I, as anyone with his condition <laughs> would feel, and he's been on the run for over a year and, you know, kind of hiding out. You even see in Calcutta, he kind of shields his face when he sees somebody driving by. He's very removed. He's very, he's a, you know, just kind of to himself. So now he's in a much different environment. I, I just think Mark Ruffalo kills it this entire movie. I don't understand why he feels squeamish. I've never understood it. He don't die. He don't get hurt. He don't get killed. Everyone else around him should feel squeamish but that's, and nervous. I think that's a good point, though. But Clinton, I think that's also where he squeamishes. He doesn't, when he loses control, he's scared of what will happen, what he will do, and that that effect. I mean, we see that later on in other movies where he's almost traumatized by the damage he's Stop. caused. Don't make him angry. <laughs> I just think, I, yeah. I think that's a really cool human element of the character and the portrayal. Yeah. I think it shows oh. some compassion with him. Exactly. I'm kidding, but no, I it know. shows some compassion with him. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bruce, Bruce can't handle what the Hulk does. Kind exactly. of like if, if someone were to get drunk and like somebody the next day tells them what they did, you're like, oh man. But humans, humans suck anyway. So if I was like this around, I'd be like that around my dog, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to turn because I might hurt my dog, but yeah. Oh know, yeah. People are assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everybody else who cares. I, I, I gotcha. Yeah. I, Ellie bug. I would probably as the Hulk still like pick her up and like pet her and she'd be like, yeah, so like, cool. She'd squish her. I would just though. use like a finger to pet her head. <laughs> oh. I, like, like I, I could not like Ellie. She is, she's awesome. So my dog would try to fight me too. Like, oh, you're big and green. Well, I'm Domino and I have sharp teeth. <laughs> Ellie, she wouldn't care. She's like, I know that's you. Are we going to go to sleep? Can we take a nap, please? <laughs> she's like, I don't care Can what size. Yeah, she's just, as long as we're taking a nap, we're good. So, yeah, no. Um, and then what I put down here is we see the Avenger helicarrier in action. And I love how Banner's like, are they going to put me in a submarized tube? And he immediately goes, uh, the, the propellers start going and they start kind of lifting up and i love i love mark ruffalo bruce banner here he's like oh no this is much worse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, just i laughed out loud 
today I watched this movie before we went live with this uh, podcast and I, I, I laughed out loud in 2012. I just, it's, I love the characters. I love the characters. Just, they seem so like you could just sit down and talk with them. Like as, as they don't feel distant to me. And I love that part. I just really did. So I really, um, identify with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Like when he says, Oh, this is much worse. Like just in that cheerful spirit or when he gets to New York, he says something like, so all this seems horrible. (laughs) Like it just like, I, I get that character. Like he's like, cheerfully pessimistic almost yeah i like it he's he i agree yes very good way to to put it so clinton looking into bruce banner's eyes for the first time i don't know where i'm going with this but when he was just showing a little bring it bitch no can you just say this this was good i just need to hear you oh no i i I gotta surprise you with it oh okay carry on (laughs) carry on our wayward (laughs) son there will be peace when you are done um, lay your weary heads to rest. Oh Don't you God. cry no more. Ah, man, that's not the drums I was show. looking for. Still not a joke. Still, Still I, not I a joke, was Brandon. looking for a drum, and that was all I had. You Don't, need don't you your cry no in there for the drums. It's all right. Copyright stricken because you used Kansas's lyrics. Sorry. No, yeah, no, I'm just playing. But then, um, we see them board the ship, and I really like this kind of the way this movie was shot. I'm going to go back to it again. Mm-hmm. We see Black Widow walking and kind of navigating Steve Rogers and Bruce Banner through the ship, and I feel like I'm, as a viewer, being led through the ship as well, and I'm discovering everything with those two characters because, obviously, she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. She knows all the bells and whistles at this point. Banner's been in Calcutta, and uh, Steve has been in the 40s. So they don't know what's going on. And I, I just really thought this was really a cool way to kind of bring you on board and uh, of the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. And we see, uh, uh, all right, let's vanish. And the retro reflection panels are engaged. And Cap gives Fury the $10. I thought that was a really cool nod to earlier. And I didn't, in 2012, I remember just watching that. I'm like, ha, cool, ha. More humanity, more awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this is why you need to watch Marvel movies in theaters because back then and even up to Endgame, I've never been to a theater besides I've never been to a theater and people do this besides Marvel movies. People will clap all mm-hmm. together in yes, unison. Yes, at scenes. yes, yes, yes. They will laugh in unison. I mean, everyone's on the same page when you go watch a Marvel movie. Another great point. I got chills. And that's a whole other experience at a theater. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Gosh, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, completely agree. So uh, they are now <laughs> vanished in thin air, and I love that Banner shakes Nick Fury's hand, but he was cautious. Like, Nick Fury put his hand out, and there's a there's some momentary pause here. These little quirks and twit, uh, like little, uh, little things that he does, these little uh, ticks he has, like I still love, like I pay attention to where he's not like if someone hands their hand out to me, I'm immediately like, Hey, put her there. Let's go. You know? But like, he was just like, he looked at his hand, looked at him for a moment, kind of was, uh, I don't Okay. Here it is. I know this is what I got to do. And I'm kind of in a situation where I, I need to do this. He doesn't trust fury. You can see that with that handshake alone. That's literally one second in the movie and there's character development. Another great thing. Well, Mark Ruffalo delivers this character way better than Edward. <clears throat> 
excuse me, way better than Edward Norton yes. did with this like nervous, twitchy, like on edge feeling that Edward Norton never did in his movie. You guys are saying nervous and twitchy. Yeah. And I, I feel like that evokes something different than what I saw with um, Mark Ruffalo. I, I would say that he was just overly cautious. I, and he, a little socially awkward, I think. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him twitchy. Like the, he, he would like second guess himself and he brought it to screen. Yeah. Is what I yeah. mean. Like he okay. was that he would have that mind change, but you could physically see it on him. And I think that's okay. just wonderful acting. Like, because I lose, I, when you can lose yourself in a performance, especially from a guy who just turns into a big green rage monster, I, I really, kudos to him i i really thought he did a wonderful wonderful job in this movie and i to to both of your points i really think it was those little ticks those little moments those that overly cautious you know whatever you want to call it i think we're pretty much describing the same thing to be honest with you maybe saying i think i'm yeah. talking about the physical part yeah. i guess where no, he like yeah. would look down and scratch his head right. or like yeah no that, like there's ugh. a lot of physical acting by mark ruffalo in this and i completely mm-hmm. agree with you clinton i think it was uh i think it was wonderful and i agree with emmy with the the overly cautious i think it's i, I think they're really really good points guys and um, we see uh, Banner's smarts real quick because Nick Fury basically asks him, hey, what are we looking for? We're looking for the Tesseract, which emits gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. He starts putting like, hey, put all these uh, ta- uh, these satellites on a tower that can emit ga- gamma radiation. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff right here that just kind of go- goes right over my head because I'm not a scientist. But I really love this because you can see the smarts of Bruce Banner and he's telling you, do this, do this, do that. And he's he's taking control of the situation he literally rolls up his sleeves and he's like, do you have a place for me to work? And, uh, yep, we do. Uh, you know, uh, you're going to love it. And then Natasha Romanoff, black widow escorts him to his laboratory. You're going to love it, doc. We've got all the toys. And I thought that was really cool. And I, I just think Natasha taking control of, you know, don't worry, I'll show you. And then Bruce Banner just taking control of the situation pretty quickly. Like, let's get this Tesseract so I can get out of here. He, he's not messing around. He's ready to go. And, um, uh, Really, really cool. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of the whole scene. I I didn't Google to check that the science stuff was kind of accurate-ish. Don't do it. But I assume it was. Yeah. Also, Cap dresses like a 70-year-old grandpa. Yes, he sure does. In this scene, the pleats on those plants are... <laughs> pleats on those plants... The pleats on those pants. Those pleats so... on those plants. You might be a plant <laughs> if you've got pleats in you. <laughs> anyway, the pleats are so aggressive. <laughs> they're they're aggressive, but I my grandfather, he has just as strong of pleats in his pants to this day. And I respect it and I love it. And every time I see that, I see I know, I'm looking at Steve Rogers, but I see my, my granddad dressed up, <laughs> just a younger version. It's pretty cool. I I, I love that they just yeah. I, I, I'm it's gush- continuity. I'm gushing about this movie. Continuity is the name of the game. Everything in this movie yeah. is continuity. We have, and I love that we have, because I wanted to do my favorite Marvel films. And guess what? This would have been lost if we just did our, the hits and we wouldn't have picked up on everything we've watched previously. And I think it's paying off that we've watched five Marvel movies leading up to this sixth one. Continuity, man. It just makes you love these movies so much more. Like we were in theaters years ago. And I, I just, I think that's the name of this movie. If you, if you don't like the Avengers, the very first one, I, I don't know why you're a fan. <laughs> like this is a great, great movie. 
that's my boyfriend said the same thing that he hasn't watched like this close together. And so he was picking up on things that I don't think he would have normally. Yeah. And you got to watch them in order. Don't watch them yeah. in order. I'm just being honest. Like I, I hate the people that are like, well, Captain America happened in the forties. So watch that one first. And then Captain Marvel was in the nineties and then watch, no, watch him in oh. theatrical release. It, it, that's my opinion. I think it's easier to follow at that point because everyone leads to the other. Yeah, which makes sense because whenever I tried to do this after Endgame came out and got to Iron Man 3 and quit, I did do it that way where I did uh, Captain America first and then Captain Marvel. The post-credits won't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just like Star Wars. Four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Uh, even though I, I'm just going to be honest, I don't mean to anger any Star Wars fans. I don't think it's nearly as good as the MCU. I like Star Wars. I do, but I'm obsessed with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you got to watch it in theatrical release. You really do. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to piss some people off. I haven't even seen the newest star Wars movie. I haven't either. The last uh, Skywalker. Ooh. Yeah. That's the only one I haven't seen. I've heard a lot of bad things and I didn't think it was bad. I won't lie. I don't, I probably don't think I will either because I heard they pander to the fans pretty well. And I, but you know, they're, they're wreck, they're retconning it, right? What do you mean? They're oh, really? What? They're rebooting. They're rebooting it. No, they're not. The last Jedi or the the last the last three movies that came out. Yeah, they're not rebooting it. They're going. They're going to. There was something that they uh, did with the uh, the storyline in the past with Clone Wars. It was either an animated series or something where it will make sense, but it's in its own like timeline, and they can still retcon no. and still keep that. Yeah, apparently they're they're fighting to do that. Cash grab. Hold on. Fun fact. Do you know who is fighting to do that? Uh, Disney? John Favreau. Oh, really? What I don't like about this because I I wish I could... Okay, don't listen for the next... 60 seconds if you have don't spoil it for me either i want to still watch the last no no no. this is a marvel spoiler for the 60 seconds don't listen ahead to uh for 60 seconds but here we go spoiler alert for future marvel movies if you're following along with us stop listening now okay i'm hoping you put it on mute or you fast forwarded it but when loki gets choked by thanos and what a lot of fans were like i hope that doesn't i hope it's fake and i hope like they retcon it i'm like no it will take away from the impact of this mm-hmm. moment. I don't want, and that's where with these Star Wars movies, if you retcon a whole lot, why am I going into the theaters to watch seven, eight, nine, which I did to see all those movies. If you're going to do that, I think it takes away from the, and that's, you know what I mean? It's just a broader discussion. What I love about Marvel, and I mean, this as a compliment to Marvel. I love this. Everything matters. Everything they do matters. Star Wars. Kevin Foggy. Yes. That's Kevin Foggy's mind. Yes, sir. And Star Wars in DC. Like, you know, it's just a lot of this, like, hey, you like this Joker? Cool, we're going to do a different Joker. And we're going to do another Joker. Oh, you like this Batman? What about Robert Pattinson? I, I just, oh, it, uh, here's my DC rant, I guess. But, like, it just, I guess I'm... Talk about one later. Right. It's scattered. It's, it's still, yes. no one, they're, they're trying to duplicate what Marvel's done with right. DC, and they can't get it. No, they can't. They just keep saying, oh, well, it's this timeline. And Marvel's like, okay, if we're going to do timelines, I'm going to make it content make it continuity with the story that we have and we'll yes. do time travel thank you and we'll explain thank our you. own why own way of time travel but <sighs> yes they still do it the best yes and everyone tries to duplicate it and no one can I, they I, started a huge trend and this movie right here is the one that paid off for them and i think this was, this was the one that 
Yes, it was a springboard because I'm telling you. And they still kept doing it. I was worried that they wouldn't be able to keep this up. I would have this movie. If they had stopped after this movie, I would I would have been happy. I would have been fine. I bought like all, this. Uh, yes, was amazing. I bought all the box sets for this. I did what, absolutely crazy. I bought Captain America trading cards after this. I I thought this is the best it's going to get. I really Me did. Me too. After the Avengers, I was like, okay, this is good. And I won't lie, and, and I don't mean this in any disrespect because we're going to review these movies. But Iron Man three, it's not a bad movie. It's a decent movie. Actually, I would say it's a good movie because uh, I watched it a second time. Once I know, it's not the best, but Thor of the Dark World. Eh. After Thor of the Dark World, I was like, oh man, where's where's the MCU going? You know? <laughs> and then <laughs> they completely rocked my world with two movies after that. And th- I was back on, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, can't miss another one. This is crazy. All right. But, you know, and then they kept going. I felt like they just kept slamming on the gas pedal. And but this movie, I, I really said it at the beginning of the show, and I don't mean to repeat myself, but it was the springboard to my fandom for these movies. Like I watched them on a Friday or a Saturday or opening week or something like that here and there, or I didn't watch them in the theater at all. Captain America, if you can believe that or not. And this movie was just like, Nope, everything you've been paying attention to, we're paying it off every, and they kept doing it and kept doing. And now I just, when I hear about that stuff with star Wars and I hear, and I watch it with DC, it's really just, I don't mean to, if we always have to go on a tangent with that MCU interview, but I love that about us. It's just, you know what I mean? It, it, it just takes away from a lot. It really does. So I don't mean to, if you're a Star Wars fan or a DC fan, great. It's just, I just think they can do better. <laughs> I really believe yeah. that. The different, I think the big difference is Marvel Studios is its own deal. Yes, they yes. were bought by Disney. Yes, yes, They yes. were their own studio. Warner Brothers DC is still Warner Brothers. is Warner Brothers. Agreed. So they're a film company that is trying to take over a comic universe. They need a they DC Studios division. They need a DC Studios division. Let them do their own thing. Yes. Let them make their own thing. Do not try to, Warner Brothers, there's too many execs trying to make money. That's what it. was the problem with X-Men? Fox. Fox. So you had a company that was a movie studio. Yes. They they don't think comic. They think what's going to bring money and what's I'm going to pander to these fans. I'm going to pander to these fans. Marvel was like, no, we're going to do comic stuff. It's going to be weird. It's going to be out there, but people are going to love it. That same is with, a fantastic point. Like yeah. seriously. No, I've always thought the same thing, Clinton. Me it's too. crazy <laughs> that you have literally read my mind because I always, I've talked to people outside of this show and said, Warner Brothers' problem is because they don't have their own DC studios. You know, Fox's problem is because they didn't have their own Marvel Comics division. They didn't make it happen. And you have execs that are just trying to pinch pennies and make a product to just get a summer blockbuster out there. Marvel Studios, what I loved about the Disney acquisition is Disney didn't say, okay, now you're part of Disney. Thanks. Right. Bye-bye, Marvel Because I was nervous when they announced it. I was Same like, here. here we go. And guess what? This is the first Disney distributed movie is the yep. Avengers. So, crazy enough. I, I did Google that because they acquired them in 2009. Correct. But I'm assuming that those other movies had already there been. There was contracts bought. and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So. And same with same with Spider-Man and yep. Fantastic Four. Um, now, I think Raimi's gets a lot of credit because it was the first of its kind it hasn't superhero aged well. movie. It has not aged well. It hasn't aged well. I went um, back to those movies and I loved those movies when they came out. Well, at least one and two, three. Eh. And I, that yeah. was the first midnight showing I ever I loved went to. Two. Yeah, I did too. The first midnight showing I ever went to was Spider-Man three. Um, nice. Yeah. But, it, but they, yeah. they, um, the fantastic four, 
I've get I've gotten so pissed off. Listen, I didn't hate the first ones back, the campy, goofy ones. I didn't hate them, mm-hmm. but they weren't what they needed to be. Right. And then the whole thing was if we don't put out a movie, the act, the rights go back to Marvel. So yes. they would just release yes. a movie. Good point. To make sure that they kept the rights Great to make point. money off of, because Marvel at this point, this last Fantastic Four movie. Marvel was well on its way and they were like, Oh, we're going to get in on this. And they released the worst, probably the worst, the worst movie comic book movie, comic book movie. <laughs> and it was funny. Ever. I was talking to my, uh. I was talking to my fiance about that. This is Clinton and I on break. If you're ever interested to hear us talk, <laughs> but we, I, they put fantastic Four, the newest one on Disney plus, And it's like right next to the Avengers infinity where I'm like, what are you doing? Put it next to like, <laughs> put like a Fox area don't put it with this because if you the common fan that does not know this is a Mar- this is not a marvel studios movie right they're gonna click it and think oh fantastic four and see a horrible movie and think what it's the heck so bad it's, it's i didn't watch it when it launched fan four stick launched fan four like stick it's a product yeah but yes i didn't watch it when it came out and then i watched it probably two when did it come out oh god man 2016 17 somewhere yeah i watched it like a year and a half later yeah same the here. Fantastic I, Four movie? The, the, the latest one, The one. reboot. And listen, they had amazing actors in it. They had great actors Sure in did. It. But the story Horrible. is garbage. Don't watch and it. I this was movie like, happened this without is, me knowing it. Good. Don't watch it. Good. You're don't waste, waste your time. time. Well, it's if we do start a Patreon, bad. we need to watch Fan Four Stick and just, just trash oh that movie. Oh, my God. It'll it's so bad. It is. It and, is. And, and it ultimately didn't work because they've got them back. And I think why it bothered me so much, the Fantastic Four are s- probably one of my favorites in the comics. As they should be. And they should they have not done them justice at... And did you hear Kevin Feige when they make oh, the Fantastic Four? He said, we're going to bring justice to these characters. Yes. That's what I love about <laughs> So They're the first family. They started this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Preach, man. I'm with you. But yeah. anyway, I'll get off my tangent. Stay on that soapbox, brother. I, I always love it. So we will get back to the movie... So we kind of cut to uh, Dr. Selvik is looking for Iridium now at this point. And there, you know, Selvik is just gushing about the Tesseract. It's more than knowledge. It's, it's truth. You know, he's, you can, t- can tell he's a little off his rocker, a little bit mind controlled. And uh, I love that Loki turns to, to Hawkeye and says, what did it show you, Agent Button? My next target, I needed a distraction and an eyeball. And uh, then we kind of just cut to this moment where Coulson is standing right next to Captain America on the Quin- or on the shield helicarrier near Mint, slight foxing around the edges, <laughs> you know. And I love how he's basically convincing or trying to convince Captain America to sign his trading cards. And he's like, "No, yeah, I'll, I'll sign them." <laughs> just another fanboy moment. Another just we're not seeing Coulson as just Agent Coulson now. We're seeing Agent Coulson now as a human being behind it. Kind of makes you love the guy. Really, really enjoyed that. Uh, it's just a quick scene, and then it kind of goes straight into Loki in Germany at a gala of some sort. Um, yeah, I love the music. I love the classical music behind this. Clinton, you are mm-hmm. nodding your head up and down. What do you think? That's what I was about to interrupt you and say. Yeah, I love the violins playing during the break-in. It's tied to the scene. We see where it's coming from, but they keep it going, and yes. it's got this eerie, like... So many tones in this movie. Yes. So many different tones they use, and I love it. Yes. 
I, I, I yes. Um, and I, <laughs> I, 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 sorry, if I just agree with you, I'm going to say yes a lot. And, um, but I think that's going to be a common theme for this Avengers movie. And, um, you know, I, I love the the mood, and it's showing them coming into the Quinjet. They're coming into, or they're coming into Germany to basically, hey, Cap, time to suit up. And we kind of see this this fight about to happen between Cap and Loki in Germany because they've discovered that Loki is there. So we see Cap's suit is unveiled, and we I put love the classic movie with the scenes here and the intensity as Loki make Loki makes his appearance as he's like walking down the steps the violins get heavier. Like you notice the classical music is starting to get a little bit more intense too. And then his outfit changes. Exactly. Well, before his outfit changes, before, before his outfit changes, wham stick across the face. He completely (laughs) just scepters this dude right in the face with a cane. I like the Loki cane better than the scepter. Yes. No. Whoa. (gasps) Whoa. A, he looks. He looks so on, guys. sophisticated. I'm, we're gonna take a thirty-minute break looks, to talk between Kane and Scepter. Argument starting now. <laughs> Clinton, your team Scepter. He looks comic book Loki with the scepter. Agreed. And the helmet. Agreed. And the costume. Loki yes. ain't trying to go out here and be at balls and dances and galas. Agreed. Well, I mean, if he's looking for a lady, he should go with the cane. He ain't looking. He's for obviously a lady. not. <laughs> He's looking for that tesseract, tesseract. A lady or a man. I don't know. I don't know Loki. We don't know Loki. Hey, whatever. He's you a bit do, mischievous. Whatever so we, you decide to do, Loki, we love you regardless. And so I, I thought it was really cool that the classic scene or the classic music gets intense here. He whacks the guy <laughs> over the face and immediately pulls out this instrument that is really good at extracting eyeballs. The, the, Terrifying. I, I can't believe Marvel did this. I, the stuff of nightmares. Me. The noise when he's like, mm-hmm. the noise and that look that Loki gives while it's happening. Oh, Ew. my gosh. It's, it's tense. Cut my eyes into pieces. <laughs> this <laughs> is my last gala. <laughs> <laughs> classic music <laughs> quinjets okay no we're done uh but it, yes <laughs> but it was really 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 good and uh yeah and it's funny i wrote in my notes he grabs his target and pins him down and uh yeah gets his eyeball <laughs> that's that was my notes here um but yeah i knew what i wanted to say because i remember this scene because it's embedded in my brain uh barton um he gets this magic door that he opens and he gets the iridium supply out of it and Loki goes full comic book Loki mm-hmm. and I am here for it. This is when he transforms and he gets the horns and he gets this, the, the, the entire Loki outfit. Looks like he's on the front page of uh, Avengers number one. And I really, really, really loved this part. They leaned into that costume for sure. And, and I wasn't feel- I was not mad about it. I agree. I agree. I thought it was great. I thought he looked great. Clinton, comic book man, what what'd you think, man? It was good. <laughs> it was I, good. I, I agree. You can't see Clinton smile, but he's smiling from ear to ear. And I'm gonna take it that as a man, I really dug this part. It, I already said I loved it. It was my favorite. Right. And then y'all had to go and correct me that it was <laughs> I was too early. So. You were, you were- you're trying to rush us. So quit trying to rush us, Clinton. You take our time. Take our time. We need to take our time. So we will. We will. And then I love that Loki immediately heads out to the crowd that's losing their mind because they just saw this dude get his eyeball uh, eyeball taken out and uh, kneel before me. And they're all scattering around, running, going crazy. And he blasts this car that flips up on its side. And I said, kneel to a large crowd. And they 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 kneel. They kneel. Uh, awesome. Except one person. 
Well, he's he, kneeling at the he time. He knelt at the beginning. He knelt at the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have got to say, as a teacher, I teach middle school kids. So I and teach- you yelled kneel at them, don't you? <laughs> kneel! Yes, I do. <laughs> Get I- your homework! <laughs> <laughs> I teach Gen Z. And I know that millennials and Gen Z, so we're millennials. I don't know. Cut my life into millennial pieces. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I can tell my kids, wash your hands, and they'll tell me no. Like, I don't know that Gen Z would respond the way that this crowd did. This is not Gen Z crowd, though, for the record. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. Right. And I, I wanted to give credit where credit was due that I don't know, based on what's going on in the world, I don't know that Gen Z and millennials would be like, yeah, I'm going to kneel. And I don't, and because the guy who does stand up is an older dude who served in World War II. And I get that. But like these young kids are brave. Um, I watched a TikTok the other day of a kid who was reading on his porch and a mama bear and two other bears got on his porch and he didn't flinch. He I just saw that. recorded he, them. He was like, I was just reading a book. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that too, actually. These kids are not scared of anything. No. I, I don't think if this happened like 20 years from now, I don't think Gen Z is going to kneel. But <laughs> it didn't. This was 2012. So most of my kids weren't even born yet. Thank, thank you for joining us for Teacher Time with Emmy and the <clears throat> Gen Z will not kneel segment of MCU in review. We I'm will- just hashtag, giving them credit. Hashtag Gen Z no kneel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, hashtag, sometimes they do kneel if it's needed. Oh, I, hashtag Doug, <laughs> Doug Butts is not forgotten. Hashtag Doug Butts is the man. So, um, and I love that uh, Loki, after he tells them the, the, to kneel and everyone starts kneeling. Is this not simpler? Is this not your natural state? It's the unspoken truth of humanity that you crave. You know, uh, we live in a mad scramble for power, for identity. You are made to be ruled. We see an older gentleman at this point stand up, as we alluded to earlier, and he goes, not to men like you. <laughs> and he goes, there are always oh, men like you. Yeah, yeah exactly. There are always. But there's a lot of wisdom in what Loki said and what this man said. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Historically, Historically, I think it was brilliant. And he goes, look to your elders, people. Uh, you know, may them set the example. And. Clinton, go for it. You wanted to go. I heard the deep I breath. I didn't write this down, but you said, he says, look to your elders, people. And I just caught this. Yes. And Captain America falls from the sky and he technically is their elder. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh nice. I like that. Very, very. Yeah. And immediately Cap saves the guy who's the same age as him because uh, Cap really cares about that <laughs> age group very much. Shields him away from a blast that Loki used with his scepter and uh, Captain America. Last time I was in Germany and saw a man standing up above everyone else, we ended up disagreeing. The soldier. And, uh, and I just, uh, the man out of time. I'm not the one out of time. And a fight between Cap and Loki takes place. I'm kind of losing my mind a little bit here in 2012. I won't lie. It's really, really Getting good. Getting chills again talking mm-hmm. about it. I love this. <laughs> this so was much. such a cool fight. And I love it. He's like, Neil. And he's like, not today. It's just Captain America spin kicks him right in the face. I, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I'm a big Captain America fan, as everyone knows. And Black, yeah. Wid- uh, Black Widow shows up with a Quinjet. And the fight between Cap and Loki is just continuing to break loose. We see Loki's power here because he's almost outpowered in cap here it, it looks like cap's starting to lose the battle a little bit but then we hear shoot the, shoot the kid 
Yep. Shoot, shoot to thrill, sir, not shoot to kill. You need to I get wrote out of here. shoot to kill. Wow, whatever. get out of my life. Get out of my life. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You need to edit that out. No, I love you, man. No, it's a shoot to thrill is blasting through the PA. It's a PA override because why not? It's Tony Stark. It's the same song we heard in Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Yes, it's, it's callback, callback, callback. And Iron Man with one blast and a magnificent superhero landing, might I yes! add. <laughs> I yes. love that we are all just thinking the same thing. It's so great. <laughs> I, I love I love this so much. Uh, make a move, Reindeer Games. Good move. And it, like he puts his hands up in the air, Loki does, and good move. And that's that's it. Tony gives everybody a nickname mm-hmm. in this movie, and it makes me so happy because he's the smartass that I would be. Yes. Yeah, if I was that brave. But um, if I was that brave and smart and felt like I had power... Maybe I would make those jokes, but now I'd be like, okay, what do you want, God of Asgard? But anyway, I love that he makes a nickname for everybody throughout this movie. If I was a super soldier and I had a 90% better, better, better heart than than I do, I would be Captain America. <laughs> that I, I just really love Cap. And uh, this movie... Uh, just it was amazing in this moment where Captain America and Iron Man are standing next to each other official freak out for Brandon here in 2012 and still now I know that there's a lot of different moments going on before this don't get me wrong but Captain America in full suit and Iron Man in full suit when he goes Mr. Stark Captain I, I, I just perfect perfect just that red and that blue that contrast that the perfection that's on the screen here I'm I'm losing my mind Emmy what was your thoughts seeing your man show up to the party and fight Loki. I love that. He's not just like, I'm going to come and save the day. He's like, I'm going to come and save the day. And you're going to know that I'm here. He makes an entrance and I love it. Right? No, I, I completely agree. And it was absolutely wonderful. Um, and now Loki is held a captain captive. Excuse me, not captain. <laughs> he's now the captain of the Avengers. Cause they caught him. <laughs> No, he's I'm the captain now. Captured so easily, right? Mind you, and I, and I even thought that in 2012, I was like, "This was easy." There's something going on, and yeah. I love that they even hint at it in the movie later on too. So great catch, Clinton, because I didn't think that at the time, but when the movie hints at it, yes, for sure. And we see Cap and Tony's first interactions, and you can already feel immediate tension between the Alpha two. Males. That's what I wrote. Yeah, yes. it's yeah. like immediate ah. tension. And uh, you know, team Team Iron Man, Team Captain America. Sorry, Team Iron Man, Team Cap. You to be the tiebreaker. I know. No, Emmy, don't. You're not the tiebreaker. No, <laughs> you are. You are. No, no. What's your? I know. Two Team Iron Man. Obviously, two, one Team Cap here, and I respect it. And I, I still. Hey, you know what? No, you don't. You don't know how he treats us off recording. <laughs> I'm such a jerk, guys. I am so sorry. Yeah, no. Um, I just really think that this was a really interesting part where I didn't even write down any dialogue. It just felt like there was some bickering between them. It's like Fury didn't clue you in that, or didn't tell me that you were going to be in this. There's a lot of things. A lot of things Fury doesn't tell you about, and like you can see the the soldier and the the follower that Captain America at this point is. You know where he's like, you know, kind of like. This guy who's questioning authority, he almost is getting annoyed at. He's like, you just need to take what we're told and let's do it. What do you, you know? And I just, and what's your, and then you see Tony being a smart aleck to Captain America. What's your secret? Calisthenics, you know, like it's, 
you can see that he's not like, hey, man, how are you after being frozen in ice for a long time? I bet it's weird being adjusted to. No, Tony Stark's immediately just. He's Tony. He's Tony. Tony. And it rubs Steve the wrong way really bad because he's from a different time. I think that that's a little bit of jealousy that I feel like Tony thought that his dad loved Captain America more than exactly. him. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It immediately yeah. does. I think that's a great point, Emmy. It immediately feels like, okay, this is the guy, you know, and they, they hinted it later in the movie, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm immediately, it feels like I'm going to poke and prod at this guy. I'm going to try to like, what way can I get on Captain Rogers, uh, bad side or how can well, I- Tony lacked attention as a kid from his dad mm-hmm. and his yeah. attention was all in his work and this was his biggest project. So mm-hmm. he immediately yeah. feels threatened. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot of emotions come up real quick for Tony here. And it's, this is what I love about these movies is earned. It's not Martha. It's, it's earned. It is so earned. So for those who don't understand what the Martha is, that is Batman, that, v, Batman v Superman. Wonderful movie, by the way. My favorite movie I've ever seen. Okay. Wrong. R- wrong or Bruce. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. So anyway, then we start to see <laughs> it's thundering. It's light or it doesn't lightning yet because thunder. Feel the, the thunder. Lightning. lightning and the thunder. Come on, Clinton. We needed that unification. I thought you I were leading in. I tried to get us back on. I tried to get us back on track. <laughs> we we tried and we failed. No. We nothing. I did. <laughs> no, excuse me. You know they say if at first you don't succeed, stop. Dust yourself off stop. and try. Again. No, no, no. At first you don't succeed, <laughs> stop. Don't do it. <laughs> Uh, no i'm just messing keep trying people keep trying so emmy so there's thunder feel the thunder no lightning Lightning and the thunder thunder Thunder. (laughs) and loki's loki gets gets kind of he gets kind of um like like uh my parents dog does like he doesn't (laughs) like the thunder emmy i'm so happy you said that because ellie is going deaf now and i'm kind of stoked about it because she's scared to death of storms and now she can't hear the storm so she's calm and i love it because she she shakes so bad that's my dog by the way that's not my fiance (laughs) and she shakes really bad during the storm so now that her hearing's going a little bit out uh she for the most part she's pretty good so hopefully the fourth of july she's good too you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, on MCU in review. Brandon loves it when his pets go deaf. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they're not scared. That is the, uh, yeah. You should have phrased it. They're that way. going to go deaf whether I can help it or not. So I'm going to look on the bright side. Hey, she's getting older. If I'm going to take anything from it, she's not scared of storms as much anymore. So, um, and I love this part the, the thunder and the lightning hits, and who else but Thor shows up? And it's. Wait. Wait, wait. What is said in the plane? I'm not it's overly a- fond of what follows. When mm-hmm. he goes, what, "What are you scared of? A little lightning?" I'm not overly scared of what, or I'm yes. not overly fond of what follows by Loki. Yes, I did write that down. And Perfect. Thor lands, grabs Loki, and is out. Peace. We're gone. We're gonna go land somewhere. And you know what? Immediately, uh, we see St- uh, Captain America and Starky. Like, do you think that's a friendly? It doesn't matter if he's got Loki and the Tesseract. You know, it's 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 you know, it, it's just so much so quick. And Captain America's trying to think, trying to think things through. Let's make a plan here, Stark. We need a plan of attack. I have a plan. Attack. <sighs> he's gone. Bad writing. Bad writing. Whoa. Didn't like that line. What? Sorry. What? what? I have a plan. I attack. have a plan. Attack. I, uh, 
Nah, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. It was a quick like. I'm getting out of here. I'm, I'm not gonna argue. I'm, I'm with a you. Captain America fanboy. I love this from Tony Stark. I thought this was all cool. right. All right, but I didn't. The Europe, didn't love I, it. Hey, I'm I'm not taking away from that. I mean, truly, like if you feel that way, to me, I have a plan. Attack! Boom. Okay, this is cool. I think it was almost like I didn't like it because it was a moment where he was like. I'm going to say this to try to one up Captain America. Ooh, I think maybe that's what hit. That's me. a good point. That's a really good point. Um, and so Iron Man takes off and crap, uh, crap, <laughs> crap in America. Pretty much you nailed it. <laughs> I knew I was going to hear that from you. Uh, Captain America grabs his shield and I, uh, he just uh, gets a, um, a parachute and I put just badass all around because we got these two superheroes that see this God from lightning and thunder, take this other God immediately out. And they are thinking, all right, time to attack time to go. And he takes a dive off in that moment where you're seeing that another beautifully shot moment where Cap is flying at you as he like takes off in the parachute, I thought was amazing. Clint, you're dying to say something. something. To, yeah, Clint. we skipped something. I think. Ooh, what did we skip? My favorite line of the entire movie from what? your man. Oh, what? Oh, uh, there's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. he doesn't dress like that. Yeah, because he's <laughs> I like, laughed out loud again. Yes, I love it. I think so you much. should sit this one out, Cap. Says Black Widow, and Captain America goes, uh, "There's only one God, ma'am," as he's putting on his parachute, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. And he completely takes off in the plane, and he is diving. I love it. It was absolutely it. phenomenal. Phenomenal. And then it we still see gets me. we see Thor and Loki talk. This feels like Scar, almost Scar and uh, Mufasa oh. talking. I feel like you know what I mean. Like it just felt like yeah, a good brother, bad brother. They were talking. Thor's intense. He thought his brother was dead, and all Loki cares about. Did you mourn? That's the first thing he asks. Did you mourn? That's but he yeah. Sorry. No. He also says later uh, about something about him tossing him off the cliff. Yes. Which that was not what happened. No, he let we go. We saw what happened. He let yeah. go. And, but he's manipulating. He is mm -hmm. so manipulating. We see Loki here in his finest almost. And he goes, of course we did. We all did. You know, like Thor is from his heart speaking that I we care about you. We love you. We grew together. We fought together. We played together. We are in this together, and Loki wants none of it. He just wants to control him emotionally, and you continue. We can continue to see that, and then, you know, as soon as he's talking about we played together, and he goes, "I remember a shadow, living in the shadow of your greatness," and Loki wants to rule Earth, and Thor questions him, "Do you think yourself above him?" Well, oh well, yes. <laughs> then you miss the true meaning of ruling, brother. And uh, the throne would suit you ill. It's I, I. You can take it as Shakespeare in the park, as Tony alludes to later in just a few seconds. But I really, really dug the scene. I felt like I was picking up right at Thor two, almost. You know, right after the first movie. I, I, I'm here for it. I thought the acting was phenomenal. I thought Chris Hemsworth was great. Tom Hiddleston can't be touched in this movie. He was great. I, I, I love the scene. This, this emotional moment that could seem so hokey and cheesy between two caped guys in the middle of the dark woods did not come off that way at all. I'm just curious to hear your guys thoughts on this. I watching it this time because I knew what was going to happen later. It was kind of like that scene with Loki in the, wherever he was talking to the six fingered fingered alien, six fingered alien man. 
it's very hard to say. It really is. But it was just kind of like, okay, okay. But the next thing that happens is a fight between like the three main characters. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Loki, you're hurt. Right. Whatever. Go on. Um, And I know that that's a really uh, shrewd way to say it, but no, because I knew what was coming next, I was just kind of trying. I wasn't focused on this part. Gotcha. Clinton, was it about the same for you? My favorite line here was um, when Thor said, we ride together, we die together, mm-hmm. bad boys for life. Yes, and, very good you point. Know, it's my favorite part of it. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I was kind of like Emmy. I didn't, I was, I didn't know the little fact you put up on our page. Yep. With the crows? I'm not going to say it at all. Ravens. If you follow us on Instagram, Ravens. you will know that fact. You are probably really confused. What are they talking about? Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MCU Interview to know what we are alluding to right now. But there is a fun fact on our page. Sorry. Yes. Wherever I did I not know that. Yes. So that brought it out a little bit for me. But Very cool. I wasn't... Uh, wasn't maybe cr- it's because I know what happens. I don't... I wasn't too... like. I'm like, okay... The next scene is so cool. I want to mm-hmm. get to that scene. Right. Yeah. It's yep. weird. I'm I'm I feel like a lot of me is like dialogue and speaking. Yeah. And you know, I feel like I kind of gravitate more towards that, but I completely Yeah, get you it. talk a lot on here, so we get that. <laughs> and on that note, we hope you enjoyed part one of our two part series looking at Marvel's The Avengers. We will be back tomorrow with part two of our review for this amazing movie. Until then, this is Brandon from the editing room signing off. Have a good one, guys.